I tur- actually, I turned to Tay and I was like, I know when JJ, when he saw that, just absolutely died. He oh, dude. Died. I was Florida. rolling. I was like, are they going to actually do this? They can't do this. It's the girl's dad. I was like, come on, do it to the kid. That would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the What's Our Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. I'm back. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. I was sitting there zoning Were out. Were you thinking, something? Well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> A snarky line or something? But JJ, I was like, I become so predictable? Maybe. But no, I was sitting there zoning out because I started thinking, I was like, how many episodes has it been since Mattson was on? But <laughs> I was like, I think the last time that... He was on was the one I wasn't here, right? Yeah. yeah. That would be it. I'm seen without you, JJ, and we're still here. Dude, that was weird. Just so you know, that was my first one in like over 200 and some odd episodes not being there. But, you probably uh, listened to it and just crapped all over it. You're like, they need me. No, I actually listened to it and I was like, hey, this is pretty good. I'm going to fucking take a vacation. I-, <laughs> <laughs> I got the spit take from Alex. <laughs> Love it. You want to see the spit take, go over to YouTube. Yeah, we appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, hit that like, follow, subscribe, bell notification button, all those fun buttons, whichever, wherever you're listening. Keep up with us and so you know when our new episodes come out. This is the fun shit we have. I'm geared up for this episode. I think it's going to be a good one. We are here to review Violent Night. It was released December 2nd, 2022. It was written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller. It was directed by Tommy Wercola. It stars David Harbour, John Leguizamo, Alex Hassel, Alexis Lauder, Cam Gigginday, Edie Patterson, Beverly D'Angelo, Leah Brady, Alexander Elliott, and Mike Dupod. <laughs> the synopsis for this film officially is when a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must step in to save the day and Christmas. I'm now going to turn the time over to Mattson for the... For shenanigans. What's our right, verdict so synopsis? First off, very, very misleading that he saves Christmas. I'm not sure why they threw that in there at the end because... Because it's a Christmas movie. You have to save Christmas during the Christmas movie, man. I don't know. I don't that's a staple. First off, let me let me let me just go through the summary first and then we'll just dive into some of the intricacies of this movie. But this is a home alone meets equalizer meets John Wick film on steroids. If you're looking for blood that doesn't make sense and you've never seen it in places before, and maybe I should have thrown in 300 without the abs, because Santa does not have a six-pack. All that combined together. And you've got family dysfunction. Who doesn't love getting together as a family during the holidays and just pointing fingers and trying to impress someone or hate on someone else? This movie's got it all. So if you want family drama, you want a rich family that actually hates each other's guts, you got that. If you want a Santa Claus that once was a warrior that was in a relationship with a hammer and killed a lot of people, you've got that. If you want some really diabolical villains that have great one-liners and look somewhat creepy, you've got that. And then you've got this giant ass house that's like perfectly made for some Home Alone type stuff. And you've got a little girl that did watch Home Alone and brought it to life in ways that we have quite never seen before that I won't be forgetting anytime soon. You have also got that. So put that all together. You have a movie where Santa Claus did not want to do what he had to do during this movie, but he was 
Mr. Chris Kringle, all those other crazy names that I didn't know he was even named. He did it. And I never want to not believe in Santa Claus again because the dude can save lives. So if you're looking for action, you're looking for a little bit of compassion and heartfelt conversation. I was very surprised. And you just want to see people die in ways that you've never seen before around the Christmas holidays. This is the movie. This is like Home Alone on steroids meets Equalizer meets John Wick meets a lot of blood. Don't forget Die Hard. You got to throw the Die Hard in there. Ah, uh, Yeah, I guess you could throw it fair, but, but very fair, very fair. A little bit of White House down. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't bring that shit into this. <laughs> oh my gosh, let's not do that. Yeah, don't bring White House. To- Look, okay, so we, we've had a lot of drama going on at my house lately. So I didn't get a chance to go see this when I wanted to during the weekend. And I knew I wasn't going to skip another episode or miss another episode regardless. So I went late last night to this movie. When I was texting you last night, Alec, I was sitting watching the previews for the movie. <laughs> so it was like 10 o'clock, 1020 was when that I started this movie. And I walked out to an empty freaking parking lot in the middle of the night with the snow coming down in Utah going, this is my new favorite <laughs> Christmas movie. Like this is like, a new favorite, <laughs> let me rephrase, new favorite ridiculous Christmas movie because this was so much fun. Like, I have not had this much fun in a movie in as long as I can remember. I was laughing. There was like five people in the theater and we were like having a party. Like, I was laughing my ass off this entire movie. We're cheering. It was great. This You're movie. cheering for body parts, mutilated blood in places. That's I, I have a lot of the theater feeling a little bit guilty about how I view humanity because I laughed when he, that Santa went through the chimney with the Scrooge. It's one of the best I, kills I, in movie history, dude. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I watching? And where Taylor and I sit there just laughing our heads off, and then you realize, like, oh, yeah, like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, Mastin, you're being a little bit of a Grinch right now. I could really use some more Christmas spirit from you. This was Christmas at its finest. Oh my God, it was beautiful. Gotta love the code names, dude. <laughs> you see the, this movie was great. Oh yeah, Krampus, that fucking sociopath. Dude. Oh God, it was, well, and I love like how pissed like Scrooge gets too. Like when he's like, he says something, I'll do it, and he goes, Oh, Krampus. Yep. <laughs> You always need a sociopath in the group. What a great when they're movie. sticking his nuts in the nutcracker. Oh, yeah, that's right. Crump, always leave it to sociopath well, to try was- something new. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I tur- actually, I turned to Tay and I was like, I know when JJ, when he saw that, just absolutely died. He oh, dude, died. I was swore. rolling. I was like, are they going to actually do this? They can't do this. It's the girl's dad. I was like, come on. Do it to the kid. That would be okay. <laughs> yeah, Bertrude. Oh, my God. What a great... I, there's so many things to talk about with this movie. Like, I don't even know how to start. Well, we can start. start with the worst scene, and that's the beginning, where you got the dad just kind of, like, standing on the side of the road. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That guy sucked. Yeah. I don't know who he was, but he didn't really do it for me. Especially when you got David Harbour dressed up as Santa. Dude. Alex Hassel is his name, and he was definitely not good. I don't even... Yeah, it was my favorite. I recognize um, his face, but that was about it. But holy smokes. I knew this movie was going to be phenomenal when <laughs> uh, David Harbour leaves the bar and throws up all over Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and Oshi turns to me, of all people, 
And she goes, oh, I thought he was going to hit her with the sleigh because she's a grandma. So be like, grandma, grandma got, got run, run over by a reindeer. Yeah. That's the same and, shit. And we saw this movie Sunday morning. So in the exact opposite time as you, JJ, mm. there was a bunch of old people in my movie theater with me. <laughs> I couldn't hold it in. I let loose that the grandma got run over by a reindeer comment. I love it. <laughs> so I got a lot of dirty looks. <laughs> Like I can't stop. Oh, it's perfection. I thought and the Taylor same was, thing though. Taylor was concerned that she didn't have eyelashes. That particular actor. That's what I remember. Interesting. Didn't even notice that she was missing but eyelashes. The only one liner I was missing is when you know when his bag got burned and then the reindeer brought it. I thought it. Somebody was like, I wanted him to say, "Santa's got a brand new bag." He <laughs> <laughs> didn't say it though. That, that shit would have been, been great. I, I wanted him. To, they told. I, they said it perfectly. I was like, "Oh, he's gonna say it. It's gonna happen right now." And then, unfortunately, no. You know what? I do love that Mrs. Claus sent Skull Crusher too late. Like that shit was great. The little girl's like, Skull Crusher, like all excited. <laughs> this little girl's going to be the worst when she grows up. Oh, my gosh. She's going to be a terror. Can you imagine her as a 13-year-old? Oh, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> I want to see that movie. Dude, you know who else impressed me is the mom, even though she's not in it much. But Alexis Louder, why is she in two of my favorite movies over the last two years? Like, Because she was in Cop Shop. She was the sheriff in, in Cop Shop which was also one of those outrageously strange but perfectly cool movies. And so, yeah, she's doing pretty well in this particular genre of just wackadoo shit. My favorite one-liner, though, like, I laughed for the next 10 minutes after it was when he straps the freaking grenade to the dude. Oh, god! And he's running away, and he's like, I have to watch. <laughs> I like the part before that when he said stalking stuffer. <laughs> oh, dude, that was brutal. Oh, dude, I love it. Brutal. Love I gotta watch. <laughs> turns, turns around. <laughs> oh man, I'll never forget. Like oh, now, man. when I get my stalking, holy cow, that was just pure gold. Oh yeah. It's this this by far has to be though my favorite Santa origin story. Ever. Oh, for sure. Nickamon the Red. Dude. Is that, is got that made the... up? No, that's the real deal, Matt. And that's where Santa came from. I'm sure it's made up. No, because, yeah. but I like but that. But his made tribal up tattoos and he had the, the like snowflake on his chest. Oh, I yeah. Was the rock when he watches this had to love that. Yeah. It was so funny. He's telling this story about being like this age old Viking. <laughs> That's when it, when he first takes off his shirt to sew his gut up. I'm like, what the f is that? And then they cut to that flashback of him in this Viking helmet with the village burning around him. And he's just, I was like, this is the greatest thing I have ever seen in my life. I didn't think it could beat drunk ass fist fight Santa. But now I know he was like Thor. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. I want to. I want to know everyone's favorite death scene or way that they cringe the most to die because there was definitely a few that you could pick from. I mean, the one that caused Taylor and I to laugh the most was definitely the uh, star in the eyeball, and then oh, the, yeah. the light flips switch on. I don't know if the physics correctly worked there. I don't think so, but man, I was not ready for that, dude. Yeah, I love when he stabbed him with the star because I didn't know what he stabbed him with at first. 
Then he turns around, the stars hanging out of his face. I was like, oh, plug it in, plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> and then when he reached for the cord, I was like, I literally put my hands up in the theater. Like the whole theater, like five of us cheered because I was like, yes. So yeah, that one's up there. That one was great. But I don't think the I physics like are right that, either. I like that one too, but I liked almost the lead up. Because he's pulling stuff out of his bag, right? He's like, video game, video game, die hard. <laughs> die hard on DVD. Did anybody ask for a sword or something? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, and then he gets the golf club and it doesn't even work. Like, he doesn't even hit him with it. Like <laughs> He swings and misses him. Yeah, I what think the you? one that got me that I was, like, really excited for, but then it wasn't, it wasn't the best kill, but, like, when they goes into the shed, first of all, the shed scene was epic Beautiful. the whole thing was just perfection in personified but the first thing they show when he's getting ready to hide is the freaking snowblower and i went oh somebody's gonna get just ratchet <laughs> through the snowblower that's not okay but then it wasn't happening it wasn't happening and then he fired it up and i'm like yes we just know that the physics there don't work as well because it was spewing out a whole lot of blood. I was like, uh, once it hits bone and stuff, it's going to like not work. But well, shit, mine jams up with snow almost every time I'm using it. So it's certainly not getting through the dude. But, but it was so awesome to watch anyway, especially because the snowblower pulls two of them, like one yeah, of them through like, it. And the other, I was a like, powerful snowblower to drag human being. But it was cool. I mean, I'll, I'll give the movie. I'll let it slide there. It's just funny because stuff like that, but then like the death of the the ginger gingerbread, I think was his call sign. He's the one that got the nail through the the throat. Yeah. And then the fell on the the bed of nails and looking at a nail and hits him like that. Like you could actually die like that. Like that was all real. I was like, those physics are legit. So when they kind of play it, it's fine. But that one, like, I was just like, holy cow. Like. And the nail he was looking at was like, what, like a four incher? I was like, dude, that almost went through your whole back. Yeah. That scene uh. was, and I love that scene because it was like this, the whole home, like, alone home Alone thing. And then, you know, he's like looking at it going, what do you think? We're stupid. If you're going to have booby traps, make sure you hide them. And then it's, and then they show that cut board and I'm like, How's this going to, oh my God, I can see it through his mouth. It just wa- And then she's crawling over him and you're watching the nail head? like uh, slide around in his mouth. And I'm like, mm, no. Oh yeah. The bowling ball shit was great too. Like what a genius idea. You set up the freaking little trampoline and just start dumping. Bowling. But why the fuck do they have so many bowling balls? They're rich. That's when fair. you're rich, you get to have a lot of everything. Why not? That's fair. Well, I mean, it makes for a great death scene. But I also enjoyed when she was like slingshotting the tennis ball and whatever else, and then all of a sudden there's like a what a twenty like twenty pound belt just like boing, and I'm like, no, like no, it's not happening. But that's funny. Oh yeah. Well, and certainly you're not surviving it when it comes flying at you at that velocity right in the freaking yeah, mouth. Like, uh, yeah, right great. in the schnoz. Oh yeah. Sorry, bringing some home alone too. But man, that part, that felt most like that little scene because it was a kid, everything, and like the way that they were acting, very quintessential home alone, obviously on a whole nother gruesome scale. And they even had the part where she had to, didn't someone have to take their shoes off and they ended up walking on ornaments as well? Yeah, the lady, yeah. she had the glue in her boots, so she takes her yeah, boots off. Yeah, they did off. like the, the tar, but it was glue this time. Like they definitely mm-hmm. were like, how can we make this home alone-esque? And I loved yeah. it, really loved it. Oh, yeah. But gruesomely violent. Like, because that board of like sharp objects that he falls on, oh. it was like 
screws, corkscrews. There was like a half a razor blade that came out of like one of the the knives, like those ones that you just stretch out. The yeah, the exacto cutter. knife. Yeah, the box cutter. It, and I was like, how does she still have fingers? Like trying to glue all that shit to that board. I'd have been band-aids all over my fingers, trying, but it was when he is falls she off. Like a closet oh. serial killer. Like she is I'm now. Concerned <laughs> about her. Or she <sighs> will be in the future. Taylor watching that, I don't, I'm curious to see how Oshi was. Like Taylor would laugh a ton at some of these deaths and loved it. And then like they're like the chimney one, for instance, like she was like surprised and thought it was funny. And then when she saw the body, she's like, Man, so, like, this is just so much blood, like just so much. And I would have loved this movie as much, but I don't need that level of violence. I'll just say it like, I don't need all that. Like could have shown me less and it still would have been just as funny for me in some ways. And I think it would have portrayed to a wider audience, but I get why they did it, but I could use a little less. I would have been fine with it. Oh, she was cackling like a psychopath, <laughs> clapping for more. It's <laughs> oh, quite the experience. <laughs> I love, well, I got home and I told Casey, I was like, okay, that was great. I was like, when you're up to it after yeah, feeling better, you're ready. we're going, if it's still, because that was, well, and it's funny because I'm on the opposite spectrum of you, Matt, and there was a couple of times through the movie where they would, start a kill scene and then they would cut away. And I'm like, don't mm-hmm. do that. I was like, I want to see it all. Like I want all of the gore and exploding heads. But I also get that with like the, the snowblower, especially the next to last kill scene with the chimney, the grenade, there's a handful of them where you're like, they're probably pushing the boundary of getting it, for an me, NC-17 if it was rating. a little, if it was a little less, Taylor would watch this movie again and enjoy watching it again. And that's yeah. where I'm just like, man, like tone, if it could have toned it down just a little bit, I already know I'd be watching this again with her. And I know she enjoyed it, but she's not going to want to watch it again with me. And that's where basically the biggest reason I care. Sure. No, I get that for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I would have been okay. I just, for me, it was like, this, oh. the story was, if they could have just like the acting, the story, I loved all that. Like, yeah. and that's when I'm like, man, this is like a grown up home alone. And if they could have tweaked in that regard, this is like a movie I'd watch every Christmas. But now I'm like, I probably still will, but it might be by myself. And <laughs> maybe I can convince someone else to watch it with me, but they can't be my 15 year old nephew. Cause the parents find out that they're going to like kill me. So <laughs> Dude, we'll do a watch party every year. I'm down. Yo, I will. This movie is Dude, so funny. I loved it. And can we talk about the fact that there's actually like some really emotional weight to this I movie know. at moments too? Like you see Santa, we first see him in a bar and he's like talking. It was the greatest weird conversation because he's talking to another, like a mall Santa. And he's there and the mall Santa thinks he's another mall Santa, but he's the real Santa. And they're having this conversation about man, what's got you down, bud? And like this whole, he's just like, this might be the last Christmas. I hate Christmas. I hate everybody's so greedy and they're such assholes. And like, I was sitting there just cackling at this conversation going, this is great. Like there's emotional weight for this poor bastard that's been Santa Claus for however long. And then he just doesn't want to do it anymore. And he's like, maybe this is the last Christmas. And I'm just like, this is wonderful. Like, I love it. And then the conversation with, with Trudy, like every time he has a conversation with her, I was like, this is great. He's building her up. And you're like, man, this is a great moment. Like, I just was really impressed with the fact that it got all the slapstick, super duper violent craziness. And then it tied it in with some actual like, Christmas spirit, surprisingly enough. Like, I thought that was genius and beautiful writing. 
Well, yeah, because they even kind of carry that almost reluctant Santa story quite a far ways to the point where Santa's ready to bail. <laughs> He's like going out, but he sees Trudy through the window, he, the homemade cookie she made him, and he has like this moral dilemma. And it all kind of encapsulates when he gets into the shed of death yeah. and he finds the hammer. It's yeah. like they, they lead you on this kind of winding story that all makes sense in the end to where, you know, now Trudy's kind of the one who's calling the shots for him and leading him where he needs to go. Mm-hmm. David Arbor is a great actor. Oh. I mean, I, f- I felt like points I was the way he is in Stranger Things and like his conversation with the, the girl. I was like, oh, this is like Stranger Things with him in 11 and kind of the journey he was trying to help her through. And he's just very good. And but I also need we need to get props to the other side of the fence. Mr. Scrooge. How do you say John's last name is? Leguizamo. Like, he was awesome. Dude, Dude freaking delivered and he just killed it for what we needed. We need someone that was a psychopath. We need someone that delivered some good lines that was mean. And then he showed us a little bit of the inner workings of his soul there at the end. But man, dude was freaking loved him. He was awesome. Yeah. Well, and what a great story when he's telling the story about, you know, his dad gets laid off. Like Christmas was his day. Yeah. Like that was his jam. And then his dad gets laid off and he goes and steals his neighbor's Christmas gifts and accidentally kills the grandpa. And then he has this moment of like pure psychopath where he's like, I think it was an accident. I might have pushed him. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, it's such a great moment. And then you talk about Matt's in the end where he's like, I was born for this very moment to end Christmas. This is the, when he realizes it, you're like waiting kind of like the other two that figure it out. They're like kind of reluctant to try to kill Santa Claus. And then, but he's like, Oh hell no. This is the greatest night of my life. Like I'm going to kill Santa Claus. Yeah, it was great. John Leguizamo is the shit. And so is David Harbour. Thank God for the Duffer Brothers for making this guy famous because he's been in a lot of movies and was like a bit part and was never huge until Stranger Things. All praise go to the Duffer Brothers for putting that dude in that part because he is killing it right now. So I don't know if this company is new, but 87 North Productions... Okay. Which was involved with this film. Yeah. Also did Bullet Train. Okay. They're involved with Bullet Train. So a lot of crossover there. I hope that means we're going to be getting a lot more of this type of film where it's like gory blood. Are we going to get Violent Easter? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Like they've got something going at least in the last couple months. So I'm hoping we're going to be seeing more of them. I don't know if they're new to the scene or if they're just kind of finding their groove. I got, I got to ask, Alec, are they behind that in the previews leading up to this movie? Did you guys all see that doll one, like that AI doll one? That just, no, but like, JJ's going to make me watch it. That was an <laughs> scary, awkward movie, and also fit would fit 87 North Productions. So I was like, I don't know about this. This is like modern day Chucky. I'm good. It's called Megan. And I fucked up by telling Alec that I hate dolls. There's not a lot that scares me. Oh. Like I don't like I like horror movies. I like all that shit. There's not a lot that wigs me out. Fucking dolls creep me the fuck out. And JJ, did you see that preview? Yeah. Oh, I saw it. I texted Alec. I was like, this is bullshit. I was like, I don't want to fuck with that's what, and then I texted him and then he like sent me this. It, it was beautiful. He sends me this fucking creepy ass doll picture back in my text. It's from Twilight Zone. The yeah. ducky peanut doll. Oh, and I, I, as soon as he sent music. it, I went in my head and I texted it back to Alec. You know that, that video where you're like, and it was in that moment. He knew. 
yeah. he'd fucked up. Like, I was like, <laughs> why did I tell Alec Burgess of all people that I fucking hate dolls? But oh, I do. That's good. Yeah, I saw that preview and I was like, son You of had to be uncomfortable because that one, I was like, why? This is just next level stuff. Yeah, I was uncomfortable as soon as like it came up and it was like Megan and then she walks on the screen. And I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. Fuck <laughs> this. I'm out. I was like, and it's even worse because like she looks realistic. Mm-mm. It's terrible. Yeah. 87 North Productions, though. Hopefully Charles, they do a lot more. I'm just throwing it out to you. We could be putting that one on the docket. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, if I'm putting that one on the docket, then the other preview that was when mine from a movie that I'm making watch it, Alec watch, you guys watch and do a preview of called Fear. Oh. <laughs> Is that one in there? Yeah, right, I, I'm, stay, I'm staying out of this then. I'm yeah. staying out. Yeah, because if, if Megan's going on the docket, fear's going on the docket. We'll be ending this podcast because I'll be watching <laughs> myself in a theater that I don't want to watch. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Oh, oh God. God. JJ's mostly safe from dolls because I don't like them either. Yeah, that, that is one, <laughs> one good thing. How about we just watch party that one after when it comes out and streaming? That'll be more oh, worth it. Fuck, that's At least we have each other. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So well, I'm with you. Not sure. You guys are far away. Yeah. I, know. Like, I still got to go to bed by yeah. myself. <laughs> still going to turn the lights off. Yeah. Well, those are two good movies. By yeah, they're they... very quirky, different. I've liked both of them. They, they just fell off the wall a little bit. They felt refreshing. Yes. And they both had really good cast. Mm-hmm. They did. I think about it. The question is, are people going to go see this thing? I don't um, think this is going to be a big moneymaker. I mean, it's maybe it wasn't really developed to be that, but I, can, I think it's pretty awesome. I can tell you what it's made so far. What is it rated on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm going to know that too. Pretty high. I think it's like a 70-something and 90-something. 72% critics, 89 audience. Yeah. So far it has made worldwide gross of $25 million, so not a lot. U.S. gross of $17 million. The budget was 20 So, I mean, it's close to breaking even-ish. It'll probably break even before it's out of theaters. It's only been in for a week. So, it'll probably break yeah, even. Maybe make a little I'm, bit of money. I'm actually kind of disappointed. Both of these consensuses from the critics and the audience, they surmise it. They say, Violent Night, the critics, Violent Night isn't as wildly entertaining as this concept might suggest. But for those seeking a harder edge holiday fare, it may be a ho, 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 whole lot of fun. And then the audience said, whoever wrote this, it could have taken its cool concept even further. Not really sure how, but Violent is still a funny, gory, good time. And David Harbour is a terrific as Santa you won't want to mess with. I'm like, I don't know what I felt like they pushed the envelope to me. Like, I'm not, I don't know what, 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 what are we looking for? Like you're going to like take a Gatling gun to the reindeer or something. And yeah, clearly know. those two people went to the bathroom during the shed of death scene and they <laughs> <Sure>. missed it. <laughs> I'm like the dude, he was licking on a freaking peppermint candy cane oh, and turned yeah. it into a weapon which that would shit. never work like that because it'd break at some point but dude that's like wow oh maybe i'm a sociopath how it works maybe i'm a sociopath but i've always wondered because i used to that was my favorite thing was like candy canes when i was a kid because i actually don't like the taste of peppermint that much spiky could but you how sharp it? Could, and i got it to where i'd cut my tongue a couple times on it on accident but like i'd take it out and be like could I stab somebody with that? It too would break, right? Like, 
That one's a big one. Like that was thick. So I, I don't I know. I think you could do it like once, maybe twice when it's that thick, but as many times as it's happening. Well, you couldn't turn it into a prison way. shiv like he does. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like tick, 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 and then like yeah, it was yeah, it was going nuts. Like, hey, at least throat. it was a, at least it was a sweet wound. Like that's that's all you're asking. Well, didn't for. he first put it like through a dude's cheek, like both of his <laughs> cheeks? I was like, oh fuck. It was beautiful. I will say, though, to that guy's point, whatever that person's point on. So I'm not going to lie. When I went into this, like I went expecting full on Santa Claus carnage. Right. And it took a minute. Like there was some fighting and there was some killing, but it took until the barn scene to get ratchet, ratchet. Like there was the one really good fight with like the candy or no, the candy cane was in the barn. There was like the one fight in the basement with the golf club and he sticks the star in the dude's eye. But that was as violent as it was until then was the dude, the star in the dude's eye. And that was a good warm up. So this movie holds out, you know what I mean? Like, and I was sitting there like going, I was expecting more violence. I'm having a great time, but I was expecting a little more. But if it was that consistent, I don't think the other parts of what we liked about it being somewhat heartfelt and actual story that made sense. You just can't carry that through. It's not going to work. And then we would have been hammering this for, Hey, it was funny and outlandish, but didn't make any sense and we didn't really feel for anybody, but we did. And I think that's the only way. Sure. Well, and I think you get fatigue after I was watching it. And after the barn scene, when it goes all fucking haywire at that point, up until that, I, once I got to that, I was like, Oh, I'm so glad they held off because I think if you'd been having that ridiculous amount of violence up until that point, I'd have got fatigued by the end of it and been like, okay, it's a lot. Like, it's, it's like so, bullet training. You think about it like with uh, the two brothers, Lemon and what were the Tangerine. tangerine. <laughs> yeah, Lemon and Tangerine. Like they, because that movie had a lot of th- moments where it spike up with like crazy violence or something happened, but then they'd have those like moments of heartfeltness or laughter and things. And I think that's when movies do that well, it's learning how to balance between the two. Because mm-hmm. even you think like John Wick or even The Equalizer it's more of a build if they have pockets of it, but then it's usually the last core 10 to 20 minutes where it's just like, damn, we're going, we're mm-hmm. doing it. And you really appreciate it once you get to that. Cause that's what I love about equalizer at the end in the store in the first one, you're like, Oh wait, like, damn, the dude did it. But if that had been the whole thing, then he just wouldn't appreciate it. That's what we always look forward to with home alone. You watch the first part of it just to get to the end, but you appreciate the end because of all the little moments that got you there. And you're like, finally, can we just get to where everybody dies? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I won't lie. Like I, when we cheered again, like I think the first major, major cheer of the movie was like right before when he goes into the barn and he sees the sledgehammer and he says, Santa's going to chew through these guys like Christmas cookies. Like, <laughs> I came out of my seat. Like I was so happy. And then you knew it was on, right? Like that kind of line, you knew it. And then it, it did not disappoint from then on. Like, it's just throwing sledgehammers like fucking and just beating the shit out. It was great. It's just great. Well, then you also have, did you guys pay attention to the music in the background? Mm -hmm. It was talking about like the look on kids' faces on Christmas morning, like how joyful it is (laughs) as Santa's twirling this sledgehammer around and smashing faces. (laughs) Putting people through the freaking snowblower. It was great. Yeah, Sharp. And I love that. I do. Speaking of the candy cane, when he like, takes it and puts it in his mouth like while he's hiding and like <laughs> so ridiculous dude i was laughing so hard I, i'm just sitting here remembering just wanting to go watch this movie again because it was so damn good 
It was so entertaining. Yeah. It's what movies should be. Absolutely. Entertainment. Yeah. Just fun from start to finish, man. Just fun. I can't even think of anything. Talk about my favorite person in the family though. The, it's the boyfriend, right? The oh. uh, Morgan. Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Cam Giganday, dude. That guy hasn't done shit since like he was a bad vampire in like one of the Twilight movies, the very first Twilight film. Then he did some MMA movie, and that was it. So it was funny to well, see him. He did get in this one to play someone that couldn't act and really liked themselves, but that dude made me laugh. <laughs> Dude, when he busted out the window and like took off, and like the grandma's like, Jean Claude Van Damme over there is leaving us. Like, <laughs> no, Jean Claude Van Dipshit. Oh, Van Dipshit, that's right. But then when he's coming out and he meets the the kill squad, and oh, right yeah. before he's like barrel roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and his Christmas gift is a pitch for a shitty yeah. movie. It's like this is the financials. <laughs> Parts of Asia. Yeah. <laughs> we went to some parts of Asia and they just loved it. <laughs> oh, and then he just gets like ruthlessly gunned down. Like it was beautiful. But the kid was funny. Like the Bertrude or whatever. <laughs> he was cracking my shit up. And I, you know, they call him Bert. He calls himself Bert at the beginning or whatever. So when his, when they were like making fun of him, cause he's like, well, you named your kid Bertrude. Like I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> I was like, that's what Bert stands for? Like, is Bertrude? And that, like, the way that the sister and the, her husband and the kid were, like, just shamelessly up the grandma's ass trying to get... Oh, dude, I was dying. Shit was great. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. My only... only We already said at the beginning, but the only person that didn't like the dad, Jason, I just... Yeah, yeah it was boring. He was... Nah. Even at Not the end, like, that. there just wasn't anything about him that was... Interesting. No. And I remember now where I saw him. He was uh, translucent in the first season of The Boys. He's the guy that they shoved the bomb oh, up his ass. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, good thing they killed him because that would have made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was nothing special. The other thing I want to talk about, the ending of this movie... I didn't love that we saw him earlier having to actually stitch himself up and then he gets brought back to life. And I got the whole belief thing, but that scene was kind of awkward to me because I was like, oh, I believe, I believe. I was like, the hell are we doing here? Like <laughs> if Santa's immortal and he's been living this long or he isn't, like we need to, we need to have some sort of common ground here. And I, I really like that part so much. Yeah. The only thing that I looked at with it was kind of in the beginning, he is over being Santa, right? Mm-hmm. Versus at the end, he kind of, is returned to Santa's roots, so, so he to speak. Got, he got the magic Yeah, back. so that's the only kind of thing. But I, I agree with you in the way because it is kind of just awkward and weird that he's got to, you know, stitch himself up versus at the end he takes, you know, three bullets right to the chest. <laughs> More like <laughs> seven. Okay with that. I believe. <laughs> I don't care that he comes back. I just didn't like all the people saying, I believe it's like... It's just, yeah, it was a little just, weird, a little awkward. I felt clunky it's because they didn't prep you for it i think something like because i thought the same thing like i was like they missed an opportunity to, to tie it all together by when he's bitching and moaning at the beginning of the in the bar scene he could have had something like you know i now i wake up sore every morning i used to not be able to get drunk because yeah it, like yeah, every, it's waning that's yeah because people go. don't believe and that's all he had to say was because less people believe 
than just nobody believes except for the kids. Because every like, Santa movie, like it made me think of the elf, like yeah. the Santa was losing power and everything. I was like, but that that is like every movie, every Santa story is like, you can just lean into that. That's okay. Like that's tried and true. We probably are expecting that, but they didn't do it. Yeah. And I think they could have like two throwaway lines, one at the beginning, right? Where he says something about, you know, I f- even feel old and shitty because nobody believes in me. So mm-hmm. I'm sore all the time. And then when he's sewing his ass up, because it would have been perfect for David Harbour to be sewing himself up. And as he's doing it, going, these fucking non-believer pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. I got to sew myself up because of these assholes. And something like that then ties it together to where we get that cheesy, I believe. Yeah. I believe too. And now it's like, oh, look, everybody, he's healed himself now. So so, yeah, there we go. Yeah. We rewrote that movie. There, there, that's the only changes. Yep. We that's need to get hired by somebody. Dude, I'm fucking telling you. So let me watch your movie and then I'll figure some shit But out. like they have watch parties and stuff. That's just where I'm like, I don't think we're the first people to have probably thought that. That's where I was like, how did, how did you just not catch that? Because it wouldn't have been that hard to be like, oh, okay, we got to like yeah. two little tweaks. Yeah, you'd think. But yeah, because that's I had the same thought. I was like, mm, it's fine. Right. Like it's the littlest of sins, but I was like, you could have saved it with just a simple line in the beginning. And I didn't even think about the sewing one up till just now, but that shit no, would have been perfect. That would have been, been really funny. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at first, that's what I thought of is in the bar. He's like, yeah, these little like, bastards damn, don't even believe me. And video games, Amazon Prime, freaking, <laughs> like, the hell's going on here? I'm stitching my fat ass up. Like, yeah. That was funny though. When he's pointing video game, Video game. <laughs> <laughs> Die hard on Blu-ray. <laughs> the cash one where he's like put in, he's just like throws it. He's just like, whatever. Like. <laughs> well, and I love when he bites into the cookie in the house. He's like, oh, homemade. <laughs> and then he drinks the milk. Oh, the milk and oh. skim. <laughs> it was so good. Or the part when he got into the big house though and and the, the all the liquor on the wall, yeah. and he's like, I don't know what he said, but he was like, oh, yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, well, and he just pours the milk out into the freaking champagne bucket and then mm-hmm. pours the liquor straight into the old milky cup. Like, oh, yeah. It was just, it was so good. So good. Well, that, and then, like, when he gets pissed, like, because he's, like, going to leave, then he looks in and sees Trudy, and he looks down at the shitty-looking cookie that was him, and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> and he takes a bite as he's walking back in the house. It's great. Last shit. thing I want to say, I want Santa sense of time because clearly, I mean, we all, I mean, we all know the lore. He must live in some alternative time loop multiverse or something, but I'm like, dude, I'd love to, the things that I really want to enjoy and slow down and can just be in it for however long, that'd be a great superpower to have. And then the stuff you don't want to just get through to be done with it. Sweet. Oh, for sure. When I want to, you know, what was also good was his dope-ass toys. Like, like that portrayal of how his sack works and then the portrayal of, like, his naughty list and shit. Like, where you... Yeah. I love when he's laying there and she's, like... And the, the, the list of fucking bad guys is just scrolling down and then, like, the fucking kill squad comes in and it just gets bigger and bigger. He's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> fucking it's good great. movie. Yeah. All right, let's rate this thing. Matson, you go first. You haven't been here in a minute. I'll go first. It's been a minute. I'm going to give this movie a solid four. Absolutely entertaining. Worth rewatching for sure. Unexpected, violent, funny, heartwarming. But as we've talked about, there's, it's not a five. There's definitely one of the more mainish characters. I think it's just dead weight on the screen. I don't love how this movie ends, as we just talked about. But those are things easily overlooked. I mean, this movie, sheer entertainment value, rewatchability, 
having a good lap. This movie is meant to be watched with someone else. You watch it by yourself for the first time, like JJ had to, even though he was in theaters, watch it with friends, watch it with people. You're, you're going to look at a candy cane in a different way, a, leap, a snowblower a different way, the light on top of my tree downstairs. I, I remember walking past that today and I was like, I've never seen someone die like that before, but I did <laughs> yesterday. And so this movie's got a lot going for it. I just think it was fun, but it's not one of the, the best movies I've ever seen, but man, for a holiday movie, it is a strong contender in my book. I've quite enjoyed it. Love it. All right, Alec. I hate agreeing with Matson. Like it's the worst thing ever, but I'm also going to go for, I enjoyed kind of the raunchy, almost off the cuff humor that he shows up to the one house where dad's passed out drunk and he steals a six pack. And you just see him drinking the rest of the time where he takes a piss off the side of the sleigh as he's flying. Like, it was just funny humor that not really a part of the story or what they're trying to tell in any way, shape, or form. But it's just there to add that extra kind of laugh and giggle. So I really enjoyed it. It's definitely a four. I'll be watching it so many times just because I think this is something you can also watch outside of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, without it needing to be the Christmas season, you could throw it on whenever you wanted to and kind of get the same out of it. So I really enjoyed it. John Leguizamo, I'm glad we're seeing him in more stuff because he was in the menu. Now he's in, he was in Violent Night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad he's getting some more roles and being a little bit more prominently featured. But yeah, awesome. I loved it. Awesome. Guys, I want to give this a five. I'm not going to, but I want to. Like, that's how much fun I Do had. Do it. We already brought it down, JJ. Do it. It's not a five, though, JJ. Do it, do it, do it. I want to, but I'm not going to because it's not. However, I am going to give it a four and a half. It would have been a five if it weren't for the fact that, like you said, I think there was like one or two little pieces that I was just like, and it's so nitpicky, but for me to say it's the perfect movie, like every time I've given a five, it's because I just didn't have anything to bitch about, right? Like, that's the only little thing I can bitch about. So, I mean, it's, it's there. I could and not feel bad about it, but I'm not going to. However, I am going to give it a four and a half. This is now at it. And I literally like halfway through it. I'm like, this is going on. I didn't say it out loud, but in my head, I'm like, this is going on my watch it every year list minimum. It will be one of the four or five Christmas movies that I watch during December every year without fail. Cause it is great fun. You watch it during Halloween as a slasher. Well, no shit. Like you watch this and like Alex said, you watch it anytime and it's entertaining. And I think that's the best part is I went into the movie theater going, fuck, it's 1020 at night. I'm really tired. I got to, I had to watch a fucking doll in a preview. I was pissed, but I left like with some energy and like some adrenaline because that was, and I was like, man, it's been a minute since I've been this jacked walking out of a movie, but it was fun. It was entertaining. It was hilarious it had heartwarming moments. Like you really enjoy the relationship between Trudy and Santa and Santa and pretty much everyone you're dealing with. I mean, it's just funny. And on top of that, all around is just this perfection and this delicious violence. Like that is so ridiculous and over the top. Great acting. David Harbour is a freaking gem. John Leguizamo will always be one of my favorites. And like I said, even though she didn't really play a big part. Alexis Lauder is becoming one of my favorites too. Like she just stands out even when she's doing like two lines and then it cuts to Santa killing someone. Like I enjoy watching her on screen. So a lot of fun. Go check this movie out. It's hilarious. It's fun. Four and a half. Don't take your kids, but do take your friends. Yeah, it's fun. 
Don't be like that one couple we all know in movies sometimes where they have like a four year old, five year old, just like it's like nine at night. And I'm like, I don't know if this is the movie. For <laughs> yeah. They won't remember. Uh, can we just, okay, one more scene I have to talk about. This before. one, they, this little yeah, kid they will. Be like, Dad, does Sarah kill people? <laughs> <laughs> well, can we talk about the one of the most, and we, I can't believe we can talk about it. When the dad like freaks out because he's about to get outed, right? And they're about to put his dick in a freaking uh. nutcracker. And she, he tells the girl he's not real. And like, and Krampus and freaking Scrooge just start laughing. And like, we should come back for Easter and see how she does with the Easter bunny. Like, I was just like these fucking assholes. She just had Christmas destroyed. And they're just giggling about it. It's just little moments like that that just made this movie so good. So entertaining. So yeah, there it is. Go check this movie out. It's a lot of fun. Ridiculously fun. Yeah, and with that, Alec, tell everybody where they can find us. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you, as always, for tuning into our episodes. We know that when it comes to podcasting, you have many choices. And if you guys found us, it probably means you're just as weird as we are. So feel <laughs> free to stick around for a bit. If you enjoyed this episode specifically, leave us a like or a comment. But if you plan on commenting your displeasure, be forewarned, we would prefer to be called buffoons and we'll respond to negativity in kind. If you have stumbled upon our little corner of the internet and have not run screaming back to the side with double rainbows, we invite you to join us on Patreon, where we release specialized and exclusive content that cannot be seen by the greater internet. The episodes approved for public digestion are located wherever you get your podcasts and on a flash drive that I lost somewhere in the Grand Canyon. But the easiest way to listen to our episodes is simply going to whatsourverdict.com and hitting the play button. Special thanks to our current patron, Kurt Cameron Hates Christmas. I bet you totally use ice skates as punch daggers like Santa Claus. Matt's is starting to give me the stink guy, so I better wrap this up. Send it back to you, JJ. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about the ice skates, too. Like, there's so much in this movie. Oh, gosh. I don't know why the freaking Grand Canyon thing got me, but that shit got me good. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks, Alec. Appreciate it. As always, thanks for tuning in and listening to our ridiculousness. We appreciate it. And we'll catch you on the next one. Hasta la vista, baby. Bye. Sit back to